Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Inspire and Inquire. It's so good to be here. And we are back after our little mid-season hiatus. This yes. is episode 7. Yes. And as promised, this is our Q&A. And we're so grateful for all of you that sent in your questions. Uh-huh. So it's about to go down. We're going to answer <laughs> all of them. Let's do it. Just um, want to take the, tra- the opportunity to thank you again for staying with us on this journey. We see the views coming in. We see the comments, the likes. It's much appreciated. So keep it up. Thank you, yes. All right, so we're going to start with... We're not going to call any names on these questions. No, it's completely anonymous. And as the, as we go along, if you get more questions, if you have additional questions about topics we discuss, send them in. Continue to send them in. All right, and some of these questions are going to be lighter than others, but we'll definitely tackle all that we received. Definitely. So the first question that came in was, what was your favorite book you read last year? I actually have two mm-hmm. But I'm going to go with Michelle Obama. She had a book called Becoming. Oh, okay. I think yeah. I heard about Yeah, that. she went through the whole journey with just meeting Barack and mm-hmm. being in the White House mm-hmm. and just how much you wouldn't even realize her life changed. Right, of you course. Know? Complete overhaul. Exactly. And what it really felt like being a first lady and just even how she was initiated and yeah. meeting the, the first wife before her oh. and the whole process she went through. It was mm-hmm. a very, very good read and very inspiring for oh. me. So funny you went with kind of a biopic because mm-hmm. mine was Trevor Noah's Born a Crime. That was my second one. <laughs> <laughs> and I love, 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 love him. I think he's so funny, so intelligent with his humor. You know, we actually saw him live. It was yes. amazing. And um, Born a Crime, is it's his kind of biography of being a mixed person in South Africa during um, apartheid. Yes. And, you know, that was actually illegal. So for a black woman and a, or a black person and a white person to come together and make a child, it was illegal. Mm-hmm. So it was really just, and again, even the way it reads, it's hilarious, just his life, you know, and what kind of made him him. And I'd add to that, I actually listened to that book on Audible. It wasn't even a read for me. It was a listen. <laughs> and he did it in his own voice. So imagine him doing all the accents and reading the way. <laughs> it was so great. I think, I mean, when it came out, he said that um, they were going to try and make a movie out of it. So I'm oh. really hopeful. And apparently Lupita yes, you know, is supposed to play his mom. So. Ooh. You know, that should be that, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited if that happens. So. All right. Second question we got was, what is your skin regimen mm. <laughs> and what is your favorite skin product? So for me, I'd like to say that I use various products, <laughs> um, but it's more about the process. And I always start off by doing some kind of facial scrub. Mm-hmm. Like if you're using a regular um, soap, just as long as you get that scrub so in. So like a little exfoliation. If you had an exfoliation in the scrub mm-hmm. or if you actually had sponges that mm-hmm. exfoliate, mm-hmm. just kind of scrubbing off everything. Yeah. yeah. And then after that, when I'm washing off my face, I don't know how important this is, but I do that hot cold thing. Oh, that's with the pores. I start hot, yeah. get the pores open, and then I close, close them cold. Up with the cold. Right? Yeah. Then any product at all, then I'll, I'll use like a, uh, astringent mm-hmm. or some kind of um what's the other word for astringent toner there we go some kind of astringent or toner um right now i'm using one from rodan fields if you're interested and then i finally finish off with some kind of moisturizer that has spf very mm-hmm. important to protect the skin and then i'll do the same thing in the night but i'll use a night cream instead of the spf cream so just make sure you exfoliate you tone and then you moisturize i think any products that you do that process with will be beneficial so 
for me and hopefully this helps someone's i have very sensitive skin um i'll even share actually i have eczema so i have to be very careful about the products that i use my process pretty similar in that i do definitely exfoliate that's crucial and i do moisturize also crucial that's kind of the balance i don't do the hot cold mm -hmm. um but i stick to mainly cetaphil products so yes, that's a good one yeah so the face wash the moisturizer the sunblock with the spf so all the things that you're doing <laughs> but the cetaphil brand because it works for my skin so if anyone has sensitive skin it works, you know, and just over time, it's really, really made a difference for me. Yeah, agreed. And I haven't broken out since I've been doing this routine. Yeah, yeah. You know, before I would have breakouts closer to that time of the mm -hmm, month. And mm -hmm. But if I stick with the routine, I notice that I don't have any breakouts whatsoever. Yeah. And that's kind of really what I'm aiming at. I think if you're aiming at different things like maybe trying to get rid of wrinkles or dark there's spots. Some other, some other there's places. some other products yeah. and things that you can definitely use. I would also recommend using a mask or something, yeah, maybe yeah. once a week or yeah, monthly yeah. or bi-weekly. Like detoxify. Yeah. And something else that does work, if you have the time, like I, I went through a time trying to find more natural or even make. I was fully like, you know, witch in the kitchen mm -hmm. with uh, my different oils and just, you know, research like what they're for. So, you know, things like your sesame oil is yes. good for, um, I think like anti-itch, you know, rose hip is like, it's I love amazing rose hip. and it's good for, that's good for like your anti-wrinkle and keeping your skin, you know, that's a good what point. Is the word? <laughs> no, tight and firm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's always a good way. It takes longer, obviously, but when you find your blend, you know that's always a nice because you know what you're putting you that's know? a good so. point um also stocked in in my bathroom is that argan oil yep. is a tea tree yep. oil is yep. a rosehip oil i don't have any sesame oil but definitely have your oils mm -hmm. olive oil mm -hmm. i have all those oils ready as and well you can make a little concoction mm -hmm. and you know it works great for you sounds good all right our third question that's pretty light as well it has to do with our hair mm. um really love your hair what do you do with it well i got locks so. <laughs> <laughs> it still takes some i know months. i do it um i do it myself i live in the states it's a little too expensive for me to go so um i do like i use a clarifying shampoo um if you have locks that helps with the build-up guys um and then i use a clarifying conditioner i also use a root stimulator and then i oil and twist i don't mm -hmm. use and with gel use that um the one you told me the about. eco yep eco the green, style yeah green green gel. The green one yeah <laughs> and then daily daily i try an oil and just some kind of leave-in conditioner to keep you know to avoid any kind of dryness yeah, yeah. and that's kind of what most of um our hair types suffer from is dryness mm -hmm. and really saturating it with yeah. water and conditioner definitely so, yeah. helps keep it um not just looking great but in a natural yeah form Funny enough, my same little oil concoctions, I use those on. So Hair, skin. When post-pregnancy with the hair thinning that happens, that was actually what used, I used to help kind of bring back the life to it. Mm. So natural oils, guys. Sounds good. For me, I use um, this product called As I Am. I like the product because it's specific yeah, for all my hair type. Um, there's like a coconut co-wash. Mm -hmm. um, there's the conditioner. There's the... Uh, there's a twisting defined cream so it just depends on the style that i'm i'm using but pretty much my routine is to wash it 
um and co-wash more regularly than actually washing because when you wash your hair it can strip you strip you from your oils Mm -hmm. and then also i do that technique where you put in the conditioner first and then the oil after so i'll I'll use like argan oil or olive oil to lock in the moisture and then i'll do the style if i'm twisting i'll use a twisting cream if i'm setting i'll use a foaming lotion (laughs) (laughs) it just depends on how i'm styling it after that but yeah just pretty much keeping it um clean and moisturized and last thing about that so as far as like the root stimulator that i use and just like a daily like hair moisturizer i use um nikki's naturals actually my cousins i think i told you about it but hers yeah nikki's naturals she's on instagram it's you can order online it's they're really good again organic you Mm. know there's not a lot of too much of anything in there and it's designed for you know women natural hair natural hair natural hair coiled hair 4c 3c 2c (laughs) (laughs) we got you all right sounds good so the next question that we have is how important is it is the type the type of employment and does that that's a like if you're dating how important mm-hmm. is the other person's employment as in what they do mm. and does that equate to some kind of status I mean typically if you think about it we do judge mm-hmm. heavily on what type of job somebody mm-hmm. has and kind of we fill in the blanks okay if they are a construction worker they might be making couple of dollars here and there yeah. but maybe they don't have a college education maybe and we start to add all these all layers. of these things based on that so i can see someone's job kind of um giving a quick snapshot of somebody thinking what they are but i don't think from a relationship viewpoint that we should be using those judgments to determine whether we should date somebody or but not does it really though because again you see construction worker and you see i don't know lawyer right mm-hmm. And you go, okay, lawyer, he went to school or she went to school and she's a professional. But you could be a corrupt, deadbeat lawyer. Exactly. And a really great construction worker who gets a lot of projects and has a stable income exactly. and doing well at it. So even though we do use it, recognize that the, the title doesn't tell the story. And the status doesn't tell the spirit. That's so true. So right? true. So we can't help how... I don't think we can help. You know, we've all kind of had it ingrained in us, these ideas. So... I would say get to know the person. Find out the story behind the title. Before yeah, find you go. out the why and not yeah. necessarily the and what. And don't, I don't know which way swipe in, the, swipe in these days. But you know the, <laughs> the Tinder swipe? Whichever way, in, the, the, which one is wrong. <laughs> but anyway, don't swipe that way just because. Their, their employment status yeah. isn't something that you feel might be, exactly. be, be fitting. I wish I knew which way. <laughs> yeah, I I've never been on Tinder, by the way. Oh by the time Tinder came out, I think I was already married. Yeah, so. it was a little too late. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't get to do that. <laughs> that's a great question like it like it keep the questions coming in all right how about this one can educated women be sexual beings you know what's interesting to me about that question is that i have gone through various stages of my education and becoming educated Mm -hmm. started with the high school diploma Mm -hmm. my associates bachelor's master's and at no point did any of that have anything to do with my sexual preferences or sexuality or, or yeah. yeah at all so to me i i'm not sure what the perception is of educated women and their sexuality so that so that's yeah. the, that's that's the kind of alarm that's kind of going off to me is that do men see educated women as non-sexual beings mm. and if so i'm kind of like but, but why right. you know what does one really have to do 
maybe it has to come from the point of being threatening mm. and vulnerability mm-hmm. you know um a lot of men like the uh, idea of having a woman that is not as or not as powerful or not mm-hmm. as you know on the level that they are mm-hmm. which kind of helps with their sexual dynamic mm-hmm. in the bedroom mm-hmm. so you have someone who might be on your level or above how does that work in, are, the, in the bedroom and are we see? seeing that education as like dominance and yes. then so now because education equals more money mm-hmm. and more money equals power in the house power in the house means power everywhere but the, so that's <laughs> so that's the question i wonder if that's a topic too where yeah. you know how do we really define sexuality in that does it really tie into all of those things? To me, or is it, it something that operates independently? Yeah. You know? Agreed. It's definitely something we could talk further yeah. on. So look but, out everybody. Yeah. We might do a topic. <laughs> we might have that. to That's go a to good question. Thank Whoever you. That in. Thank you very much. <laughs> all right. <laughs> what else? Um, the next question. The next think. one is, okay. So being raised by single educated black women who are empowering, what are the advantages and disadvantages of being mm. raised by these kind of women? This is a good question. Can you read the, the description of the single black? Being both raised by single educated single black educated women who, black who are empowering. Women. Okay, so this person is definitely defining a lot of what you would say are minorities in the world. Mm-hmm. You have someone who's black. Woman. Someone who's a woman, someone who's single, single and but then educated, educated and, and empowering. empowering amidst those. First of all, thanks for the compliments. Um, I think the same of my my mom. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> she is definitely a powerhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of advantages, and I could discuss some disadvantages as well. Some you know? of them, to me, as I think about it, it's like they're both advantages and adv- and disadvantages. Okay. So the first one that came to me was, you know. I think having that kind of woman, so you're, you're a single black woman, but you're still highly educated, you're still empowering, you're still really working as a master of your domain. Mm-hmm. It never um, created any kind of box, if you will, of what it meant for me in that I, there, the, there was no limit to what I could do. You mean being a female being and a, being, being black? So being a black female, yeah. there was no like, you need to go in this way or that way. It didn't feel like there were any any hindrances or there was no ceiling if, if to me, you know, not mm-hmm. necessarily, not necessarily knowing what it really took for her. Right. To her just, experience. Yeah, but just for you, it, it's like, this is achievable. Right. So it's, it's a lot, it, it empowered me to, to strive to whatever I wanted. Mm-hmm. But on the other side of that, I kind of said it where I didn't really know what that took, you mm-hmm. know, as in like, it wasn't an easy right. thing. So when you do start, you know, <laughs> on your journey, on your journey, you're like, damn, freaking hard you know but they did it so you can do it so and that kind of ties into what how i feel about it as well is because the bar was set so high Mm. so high that i almost felt innately that i had to do really well in life i didn't feel comfortable with being at a certain level like i needed to achieve and exceed and and succeed and surpass And I didn't realize at the time. So that's still positive, right? Mm-hmm. I'm motivated mm-hmm. internally. And I have a great example mm-hmm. of what that looks like. And that's all great. But then on the flip side, I didn't realize the sacrifices that it took from her, mm-hmm. right? To achieve the, the, the status and the success that she has. Mm-hmm. And as I'm going through the journey and experiencing those, those choices and sacrifices that I mm-hmm. have to make or not make, um, it started to even make me realize how much more I should appreciate yeah, this, this woman yeah, yeah. who has sacrificed so much yeah. 
to be where she is today. The other thing was even just um, my role as a woman. Mm. <laughs> so being that she... Big one. She, she <laughs> was the person. She was the parent. The man. The woman. It didn't mean anything. It wasn't that she was the man or the... She was just the parent. Right. So there was no defining of that. Right. Um, so on the one hand, again, it never made me think that as a woman, I'm supposed to be, or I'm supposed to do, or I'm supposed to... Right, or you're to take out the trash because, because you're a man, yeah. and you're supposed to wash the dishes because, because you're a woman. Yeah, that Mom's doing both. It, 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 right. it just needs to be done. It just needs That's to be done. <laughs> These are things that have to be done, and the adult does it type right. of thing, right? right? And then as you grow up, you do too. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side of that too, is that I didn't really see what that two-parent unit looks like. Mm-hmm. I didn't see, have a model, good or bad, for... The relationship dynamic. So when I did get into my relationship, it was like, all right, let's do this. Walking in the dark, you yeah. know, trying to find some light with no, no kind context of reference. Yeah, no reference. Context. yeah, I like that too because for me it was similar because we're coming from similar backgrounds. Yeah. And but I appreciated the fact that I could define my relationship and the roles in our relationship because I didn't have the context yeah. and the background. That, that went with a specific type mm-hmm. of man-woman role. But for me, the downfall is that I didn't really get to see my mother being loved. Yeah. I didn't yeah. really see someone, you know, I didn't know what, what it meant or what it looked like yeah. to be loved by a partner. Mm-hmm. And that to me was huge because when I started to be in my relationship and I was being loved... It was the context. I, I, <laughs> is this what it looks like? Is it not? Yeah, you know, so yeah. it was really hard for me to find um, how to love. Yeah. Because yeah. if you if you haven't seen it, mm-hmm. then maybe you, you don't even know how to do it. Yeah. You, you don't know? know when you get in it or what to do with it. Exactly. Yeah. Something. So, you, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Something you said that struck me when you were saying that you you had the freedom to kind of define the roles, mm-hmm. and you know, truthfully, like. As we say it, yeah. it sounds great. Yeah. But and even if the your, the partner you find is right there with you, like yeah, let's define it. Unfortunately, I feel like society was already like, nope, this is it. Mm. And so there's still always this that you, struggle to to really navigate what you truly believe versus what you're quote unquote supposed to. Yes, agreed, agreed. And where I go with that is always God. <laughs> When society comes in with their, you know, premises and I come in with my premises, I always go back to the Bible. Yeah. And what the Bible says is I'll definitely find the verses before we end today or I'll mm. put it in the post. But what the Bible says about relationships is that the man, the man is supposed to love his wife like Christ loved the church. <laughs> so look at that love. Mm-hmm. Like Christ died for the church. Yeah. So that already kind of showed me, okay, this man is supposed to not worship me, but love me to mm-hmm. do anything for me. Mm-hmm. And then on the flip side, it says that the woman is supposed to um, kind of submit, in a sense, to her husband, like um, Christianity submits to the Lord, mm-hmm. to God. And when you think about that, that, that dynamic where... The, the the Lord Jesus is loving someone so intensely that they would die for them. That they would die for them. Then you have the other side submitting to that love, to that kind that of love, kind of love. Because <laughs> that's very different than you just kind of going. Oh, whatever. This is what I need man to the household, yeah, right? Yeah, You're yeah. submitting to that kind of love. <laughs> and when I found that out, it mm-hmm. really helped me to define 
what you're saying about um what should these rules what, really what does it what really does it look, look like, like? exactly yeah. Yeah, okay interesting i yeah. feel like that's something too that i feel like we could touch more on that yeah you know? let's let's do a topic I, when you when you said that the the verse i know I've, I've heard people be like oh the woman's supposed to submit and i'm like mm, am i though <laughs> you know but those are the conditions, conditions. i'm submitting to. it's very different yes very very different and i'm, I'm just submit- saying yeah whatever i dish type of thing agreed agreed we could let us talk about that further for sure we got two more topics thank you for your questions (laughs) (laughs) all right okay in this day and age Mm -hmm. how do you manage being intelligent educated free-spirited women who at times are faced with a society that wants to box you in socially economically and sexually Again, thank you so much. Can you really read the questions. not just the questions but the compliments? What are we? We are <laughs> intelligent, intelligent, educated, educated free spirited. All right. <laughs> I appreciate all of those attributes that you've bestowed upon me. I definitely resonate with all of them. For sure. So thank you for that. And again, good question. So you're saying that because we're educated, we're free spirited and intelligent. And intelligent, we might have difficulty navigating society because they're like like to box us in socially, socially economically, and sexually and sexually again that sexual question mm-hmm. which I feel like a topic man a another topic, topic. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i would say to that is the the fact that i am free-spirited it kind of already means that i don't subscribe to society's boxes mm-hmm. right so anywhere they want to box me in it doesn't necessarily relate to how i approach anything in life and that's really what that free-spiritedness means. I use the Bible and God and his words to define what I think I should become as a person. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with society. And yes, it is difficult to navigate yeah. because you live in a society. We live in the flesh. But whenever you know there is an instance where it's not making sense or, or I'm getting some kind of backlash or anything, I just go right back to my scripture mm-hmm. and I can find my sense and I can find my balance and I can push forward knowing that um, I'm doing things in, in, in a spiritual sense for God. Mm-hmm. I think for me, just in terms of my experience, I don't know if any of you have listened to our first episode where we talk a lot about you know colorism in Jamaica. Mm. So for me, from an early age... I started to see before I before kind of being put in the box or recognizing I'm in a box I saw them you know I'm like what 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 is this mm-hmm. and so with every as I've gone through life my journey and grown I've always been very aware of them so I never I don't think I ever got to a point where I was like what is this how do I get out of this because I was never operating in them I was always aware like if I go there that's a box for waiting for me. So what's my option? How do I navigate this differently? Or, you know, so it, it's not about it being easy, but I think that awareness of it made it made me come from a different place. So I was never kind of reacting to it or angry or it was it was never some huge struggle internally right. or even externally because it, it, this is what it is. I, I you know, recognizing that. No, I like it. the fact that you brought up the fact that you were aware because that's really the game changer <laughs> that's true right yeah it's being aware of these boxes that were created by society yeah that's and so true. then making a then choice making that choice if you you're know, gonna subscribe to or it. not yeah and funny enough i think the characteristics that were used to describe us are the tools that we use 
for that awareness. Yes. It is that free spiritedness, like you said. Yes. It is that, you know, because being educated is learning something. Intelligence is how you process and navigate it. So I think those two or all three combined are what gave me the tools to be like, mm, no pass, you know? Yeah. So for anyone, you know, it takes some time to... You know, I'm always about look inward, do your mm. research, read something, mm-hmm. watch something, and then kind of reframe how you maybe look at it. Agreed. And then you can make different choices. Agreed. Another thing that's coming to me is that I always felt like um, society's boxes, so to speak, kind of sparked my curiosity because <laughs> I'm so far from them. It's almost interesting to me. Like, what is Like, this? what is this? What about being... Um, black or a woman or or um intelligent or any of those things determines you know my ability to be sexual or succeed or, or any of those things to me that make it in society or make it in society i'm so far removed that, that i'm almost curious enough to go in just to see what happens to, to, understand, <laughs> to understand to understand yeah. because i'm hoping again that what I learn from the experiences of, of society that I can help others mm-hmm. to possibly look at it differently, yeah. think about it yeah. differently. Me being out here as a miss free spirit doesn't help a soul. That's true. You know? But if I'm going to try and use what I know on this end with people who are on that end, I kind of have to come to kinda, closer yeah, to come closer to the to topic. Say, you know what? It's actually not a closed box. Yes. Here's a little way out if you so desire. If you so desire. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Sounds good. Any mm-hmm. more topics? We've got one more. All right. All right. Oh, wow. Okay. Men and women obviously are not treated equally. Mm. If a man has slept with 20 women, he is considered a stud or yellis. A stud. <laughs> you stud. Yellis. <laughs> a woman who has slept with the same amount or even half True. might be scorned. Yes. What's your take on this? This is a deep one. That's heavy, man. It's, it's heavy. So much in that and one question. Another topic, right? Wow. Whoever sent these questions in, thank you so much. <laughs> we definitely have a lot to ruminate on. Yes, yes. <laughs> but off off the top of my head, again I would say that society has its premise, right? Society has its standards. The world, the flesh is defined by man and white men in particular, most of where we live yeah, now, right? Yeah. Not just on the men, western side. On the, the western side. Yeah, white men kind of creating these um boxes and creating these types of um labels mm-hmm. for people. So I can understand how women wouldn't fit into that um premise. But again, I always look at God. I always look at the church. I always look at the Bible and what it says. And God says, come as you are. So scorning is not even, <laughs> it's not even a part of the, 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 the makeup of who you are. Mm-hmm. We all have things to be scorned. We if all have will. things to be judged, if you will. Mm-hmm. But God says, come as you are. So it matters not if you had 20 or 10 or 5 or 3. If you're seeking, you shall find. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I'm at, where that's yeah. concerned. For me, you know, when I, when I read this, thing, this particular question, initially, kind of your initial thoughts came to me in that, you know, it's, it's skewed in the favor of, of the male sex, mm-hmm. you know? And 
I'm not one of those women who's all angry about it. I'm, no, I it's mean, a reality. It is a reality. Mm-hmm. You know, if 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 the things if it was defined by women, if it was skewed in our favor, if we had done the writing of the original books or whatever, her story versus it, history, you know that you know, <laughs> would we be? Would it be the man being scorned? Would a man be sending in this question like, why am I being scorned right. for what? You know what I mean? Right. So because that is the framework that we're operating from and it does need to change and there's a lot of discussion about it mm-hmm. it's i would say for a woman in that position mm-hmm. recognize this is this is what you're operating in. this is the box this is we'll go back to the previous question this mm-hmm. is the box that you're operating in that you know because simply because you are a woman you could do less or the same as a man and somehow be seen differently and right. it's nothing that you have done to create that right you know this is some this is a a shitty rock that you have stepped on and there's mm-hmm. nothing you know like we are doing the things now the discussions that we're having the research that's being done you know looking back to the scriptures looking at other research looking all of what we're doing now is to try and start reframing that but we just started yeah so you know if you think about just history there was a time the earth was flat. There's some people who still believe so. But there was a time we were guaranteed 100% the earth was flat. There was a time Pluto was a planet. It's not anymore. Mm-hmm. So there was a These time. times where 20 might sleep you know, with your whore, you know? <laughs> or grandchildren or great-grandchildren. Right. Like, what was wrong with society? Like, look at how we used to think of women. And that's what we're doing now. Yeah. All of what's happening, even though it seems very chaotic and heavy, it's for... The next 50 years when, when man, humankind mm-hmm. is no longer called mankind. It's just humankind. And we say, wow, you know, society went through this change. What's interesting to me about the way we both tackle this um, question is that, you know, women right now definitely need a voice, mm-hmm. right? And as you said, we're working through getting this voice out for women. But I am afraid. I am afraid of it just skewing in the complete opposite direction that now women have a voice so now men are the ones calling in saying hey me too right that's so, true you, right because <laughs> there is this thing about um, masculinity being under attack right yeah right so that's why i'm going from this spiritual place mm-hmm. this is why i'm going to a higher place of you know what it's not really about your gender woman. right yeah. it's humanity that's why i said humankind. humanity and none of it's right in my in my in my eyes in this context right yeah. now for anybody to just walk around and sleep with 50, 50 people whether you're a gallus or a whore <laughs> like is that wise for your life choices on your spiritual journeys any of that wise man or woman whether society thinks it's good or, or not, bad yeah. What is wise for your spirit? And that's kind of where I, I want, I would love the conversation to lead to for people as a humanity. When we're talking about equality and equal rights is a humane, just, mm-hmm. just thinking of all of us as one and what works for that and not trying to tip the scale on the other end. Well, I mean, I agree. I definitely agree with what you're saying as the ultimate goal, but I mm. think we're far from it. Yeah. That's really start, all, yeah. all I'm saying is that Agreed. we're just starting. Agreed. And it does, it does have to wobble a bit. Agreed. I don't think it's about, no, it's woman. T- no, I yes. think it's going to be a wobble. It yes. is, it is, it's going to be tricky. But I think because of that wobble, because of what's happening now, what you're hoping for yeah. can actually be achieved. Because as it was, it would never. Agreed. You know, if we weren't having this discussion, it would never. That would be a pipe dream. Agreed. You know? so, Agreed. 
Well, that kind of wraps us up, yes. you know, for today. <laughs> Thanks again for all your um, questions and your feedback. And, you know, we appreciate you on this journey as I keep saying it because I just know you can do so much with your time and time is so valuable. So thank you for spending time Absolutely. with us today. We really appreciate it. And yep. thank you so much for your great questions. Yep. Um, and we will be back next week. Yeah, we're back on season one, part two. So another six episodes coming your way.